My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed farm dealer for the last 16 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as anything else going on in the news or any interesting story that I might in my personal life. So welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the beginning of June, and we're off to the beginning of summer. And so I hope everybody's got great plans. Nothing on my docket yet too much, except I am going to steamboat for a few days next month. But anyway, I digress. So this has been a week of... A lot of things happening, but nothing really happening. And let me tell you what I mean by that. So the big thing on the calendar for this week was June 1st, May 31st. And that's when the grace period for registering your pistol braces would end and you would not have to pay a, a tax stamp. So the rule went into effect at the beginning of January. They gave till May, in May, to register where you would not have to pay a tax stamp. Now, that has passed. And so the rule has already been in effect. So all the way up until now, you were really a felon if you had not registered it because you were in possession of it. Uh, the fact that the date, May 31st, has passed only means now that you, you would have to pay $200 to get it done. So nothing really from a legal standpoint has changed. So not clear about how the enforcement would is still working on this because the grace period wasn't that they weren't going to enforce it. They just were giving you the, till then to register it for free. Well, anyway, that's passed. But along the lines, you know, things have been happening. And one of those was, you know, we've already talked about the injunction, temporary injunction that was placed by the Fifth Circuit for the Firearms Policy Coalition and Maxim Defense against Garland. And that members of those were given a temporary injunction. And then this week, another injunction came down, and this is from the Southern District, and this is for the members of the Gun Owners of America in the state of Texas, who had also had a lawsuit against the ATF. Now, this makes a lot of sense because the Fifth Circuit, which already entered their injunction, is over the Southern District of Texas. So the Southern District of Texas is kind of a subject to the Fifth District. And so, obviously, the judge in the Southern District is saying, you know, well, I'm going to wait and see what... My bosses do, essentially, on this before I make a ruling. So that's really what happened. But now that's, you know, Gun Owners of America, Firearms Policy Coalition members are covered by an injunction. Now, it's still a lot of gray area about current members. Did you have to be a member when the lawsuit was filed? Did you have to be a member at the end of the year? I don't know. But, you know, everybody's encouraging people to go out and join these organizations. I need to. My bad. I haven't joined all of them. You know, so in future, you can maybe lean on some of these protections that they're able to to get in these in these cases. Now, the concern is is that the government is going to subpoena the gun owners of America or fire policy for a listing of all their members, so they can quote unquote you know know who's protected. So, you know, that's uh, what do you do, right? But anyway, so those injunctions are in place. June 1st and has come and gone. And according to the reload, they contacted the ATF to find out how many people had registered their pistol braces. Now, based on the Congressional Research Group, they estimated that there's anywhere between 10 and 30 million of these devices out there. 
The number has really ranged anywhere from 3 to 10 to 30. But I think the the consensus is it's closer to the high end of 30 million than it is on the low end. So let's just be conservative and say 15 million felons are out there right now. 15 million of you are felons because of this new law. But how many of you went and sought your your the, the legal remedy and registered your, your pistol brace by May 31st? According to the ATF, 255,000 people registered it. Far shy of 15 million. I think it's just a classic, you know, non-compliance, thumbing our nose at the ATF per se. So, you know, interesting developments. Where is it going to go? I don't know. I believe, like I said, that this is unconstitutional. It will be ruled that way. And then what happens to all those that register that didn't need to register, right? Who knows? They've already got their name out there. But anyway, just so you know, though, if you haven't registered, you're in good company. There's roughly 15 million of you out there as well that are all felons at this point in time. So more to come on that. Now, another big news item this week, and it's kind of unrelated, but I want to show you just how this uniparty that we are under works and how they are really, despite anything that they say, and I'm talking to Kevin McCarthy and the like, are not our friends. And this is a perfect example of why you have to always watch out for the sheep and the wolf in sheep's clothing. So we had the debt ceiling bill. And in my opinion, we we gave up. Kevin McCarthy essentially made Akeem Jeffers the Speaker of the House by having to go and get Democratic votes to pass it. That He did not have unanimous support on this bill because it basically gave the government carte blanche and Biden to do whatever he wants, spend our money however he likes. There, there is no control. There's no spending cuts. You can look and look at their numbers and read what they say, but there is no spending cuts. The debt ceiling is not going to come back up for another two years, and they can raise it as high as they want. They can leverage this country to the hilt, the fact that we are our ways. But it's all about money, and Kevin McCarthy gave it away. He did not hold the line. He was scared, and when you're scared, you do, do stu- you do stupid things, and he didn't hold the line. I personally think they need a motion to vacate and utilize that, which is what he offered up to get the speaker role. Well, I think it's time that he leaves because he showed that he doesn't earn it. He doesn't deserve it, and here's another reason why. Um, Andrew Clyde, representative out of Georgia, has H.J. Res 44, which is a bill to outlaw, to basically rein in the ATF, and eliminate this pistol brace rule, make it pistol braces legal and not subject to the NFA. He has that bill. He has 190 co-sponsors of this bill already, and he believes that even he's going to be able to get Democrats on board for this bill when it comes to the floor. It was scheduled to come to the floor for a vote next week. That Because knowing how critical the timeline of this is, it was scheduled to come to the floor this week. Well, he got a call from, and he just says leadership. I don't know if that's Kevin McCarthy himself, who that is. They called him and said, if you don't vote for the debt ceiling bill, we're not bringing this bill to the floor. We're going to shut down the pistol brace law rules because we're going to, that's, you're going to be your punishment. Well, he voted against it. 
and it has now been removed from the calendar for next week. Because this is not about protecting your Second Amendments. It's about leverage and money and power. And here we had somebody that was trying to do the right thing, put a bill out there, and he was also trying to do the right thing by by making this country accountable for what it spends. And because he voted against the pistol brace rule and voted against, quote-unquote, leadership, he's being punished by having this bill that protects the Second Amendment, stands up for what all of us Americans want, and is having it pulled. So just know this uniparty does not care about us. We have to get people in like Trump that cares about us and will do the hard things. McCarthy, I knew from the beginning he was not the man to do it. I'm disappointed in Jim Jordan, too. He voted for the bill. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she voted. Several people voted for it that I'm disappointed in. And I think we have to look at them better because they've been corrupted, in my opinion. So those are things that have happened this week. Another interesting thing, and I'm going to end kind of on a funny note, light note, Hunter Biden. He is leaning on the Second Amendment for his defense on his indictment for violating the federal law and lying on his 4473 when he purchased a handgun and he was to drugs at the time. He is facing prison time and his defense is going to be brewing, they say, and that he's going to come out pro-Second Amendment and that the, basically the 4473 is unconstitutional. It does not stand up to the history and tradition of the Second Amendment, as said in Bruin, and that the fact that he had to answer those questions, it violates the Second Amendment, and that he did not do anything illegal. So, interesting to see how our president's son, who Joe Biden said he's the smartest person he's ever known, is using the Second Amendment, which Joe Biden hates the Second Amendment, as his protection to try and keep himself out of jail. So... We'll see where all that lands. We'll see what his daddy says about it. All, all more to come. So a lot of things happen, but nothing's really decided except the Uniparty hates us. They hate us. And they are not fighting for our Second Amendment rights. We have to keep fighting for them. And so remember that. It's up to us to fight for those Second Amendments. And we've got to look and put people in there that aren't about power. They're about doing the right thing. So... And in my opinion, that's Donald J. Trump. That is the only man that we can right now that has demonstrated his ability to stand up and fight for us. So have a great day. I will talk to you.